Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Dadon Tolbert Show. I am your host, Dadon Tolbert. This is our annual 2016 post-Oscar recap special. If you guys are unfamiliar, if you're newer listeners, you know that, or what well, you don't know, but we've actually done, I want to say this might be our ninth or tenth actual uh you know, annual special on this topic, on the Academy Awards, on the Oscars. We've done a number of them. They're all archived, in, you know, on iTunes and, you know, podcasts, all that stuff. Check them out. Um, I, you know, now let me just say this before we go any further because I'm excited about tonight. I am someone who has, you know, I watch the Oscars. A lot of people, you know, they watch certain things. Oh, I want to see if Denzel wins. I want to see, you know, like I watch them. I've always watched them. In fact, this year was, I think, I want to say like the 25th year in a row that I've watched. Like as long as I can remember, um, I've watched the Oscars. So you know, and I just so you, I just like to put certain things out there. Like when I say certain things, or you know, the information you're gonna hear. Like I know what I'm talking about. Like I, I'm I'm not just somebody who's just you know jumping on the bandwagon to talk about it just because it's popular right now. Like I, you know, this is what I do. I can probably tell you, you know, all the last, you know at least five or six, you know, best actors, uh, winners, and best pictures, So you know, over the last several years. So I say all that to say, you know, just, just know that this is something that I, you know, you know, I classify myself as being knowledgeable about, all right? Um, so what we're going to do tonight, because, you know, the media has really been uh, pushing this, this agenda, you know, this whole, you know, in a number of different areas, a number of different ways, this black versus white, you know, rich versus poor, um, you know, just this whole thing, good versus evil. And we're going to talk about it from a, a spiritual perspective, from a biblical standpoint. We're going to talk about what's really going on. Like everybody's talking about Will and Jada boycotting and, and Chris Rock's monologue and, you know, just all this stuff. And we're just going to really talk about it from a real perspective, all right? So, uh, so we're going to do that. We're going to talk about what's going on in the world. We're going to talk, you know, there's a lot going on as far as um, current events, hot topics. We're going to talk about Cat Williams' accusations uh, towards Kevin Hart, and we're going to talk about Donald Trump and this whole KKK thing. And then, uh, you know, uh, wrap it up later on, we're going to get into a little bit of Ask State On Advice Hour, where we've got some really good uh, advice questions and topics that we just want to shed light on. So I'm excited. It's going to be a good show. Like I said, these are always some of the more highly anticipated shows some of my favorite shows, you know, where I'm most passionate about, uh, again, like I said, I, because I enjoy uh, watching the, you know, I enjoy movies. I, I consider myself to be a movie buff, so I just kind of like to see, you know, what gets nominated, what wins, and things like, uh, you know, like that. So, Courtney is here with me tonight. Courtney, how are you, ma'am? I am doing well. So happy to be back. I wanted to just give a special thanks to the ladies that attended the last Each Woman event, which was last Saturday, and we went to, it was our game night, and we went to Dave & Buster's, and so we had a blast. So special thanks to Yeah, you know, and if you guys, you know, in the Philly area, you know, this is, you know, since Courtney uh, relocated to, to Philly over the last, you know, five or six months, I mean, we've done a number of um, just really good bonding. I say we like, you know what I mean? Like, no, it's, you know, it's a ladies thing. It's for the, for the women. It's our nonprofit, our way of just kind of building that bridge and building that bond amongst women, uh, for women. And, um, you know, the Philly chapter is the first official chapter. 
and uh, where we're having live events. So um, whether it's going, like Courtney said, going to Dave and Buster's, going to walks, you know, walks in the park. I think you guys had a, a vision board party. So just uh, you know, reach out to Courtney. You know, shoot us an email. Um, you know, call the eight hundred number if you're looking to get involved in that. Uh, but you know, it's a monthly thing. They, they you know, they, the ladies meet up. I've been known to uh, crash the bowling party here in Philly a few months ago. So it's always a good time. And you know, check out some of the pictures. If um, you know, you know, over in the Each Woman Foundation Facebook group, if you guys are looking to uh, you know get involved in that. Um, last time we were live, guys, you know, I mean, it's, it's these shows are just getting like I love this time of year. This is my favorite time of year of, of the year. We go, we went from our Super Bowl special. You know, we, I'll put it like this. Normally, we go from the Super Bowl, then right after that, you got the Grammys. Then right after that, you have the the Oscars, and every single year we do a, a three hour special on each of them, and they're always some of the most informative shows. Uh, this most this year, we combined our Super Bowl special and with our Grammy special, and we just talked about it all. So again, I'm you know I'm just putting it out there. If you miss that show, you and you enjoy this show, you enjoy the Day on Talker show, you don't want to have missed that show. So definitely go back and check that out if you missed it. One of the most informative shows that, in, in recent memory. All right, definitely believe that. Um, so tonight, let's jump right into it, man. Tonight's show is brought to you by Talbot Relationship Counseling, TRC Auto Sales. Reach out to us at uh, trctoday.com. So let's do it, man. You know what's going on in the world, Courtney. You know, what's on your mind? Because I, I always jump right into what I'm passionate about, but we're going to switch it up. What are you passionate about? What, what what have you actually seen going on in the world that's on your mind? You know what? Good question. I saw recently it was the release of the new Air Jordans, and um, I forget, can't recall at this point the location, the, this particular um, incident, because it was like a video and pictures. But it was basically, you know, black people lined up, like, you know, line was around the corner just for some Jordans. Did you check that out? Did you see that? It's absolutely ridiculous. I saw that, and, um, you know, I think the video went viral, and it just shows literally, you know, countless, I don't know, dozens and maybe even hundreds of people rushing the mall, I guess, as soon as they open for some for some Jordans. I mean, I guess the new – I'm not a Jordan guy. Like, I don't really care about spending $300 for some, you know, for some sneakers, so I don't really keep up with which Jordan we're on. I think they're the Jordan 12s, if, if I'm not mistaken. But, I mean, it's all ridiculous, you know. I mean, we we talk about the need for mentors. We talk about the need for, you know, voter turnout, which is a whole other topic, which we'll we'll talk about a little bit later on in, in what's going on in the world. But, you know, these kids are just – I mean, that, I don't even care about the the shoes aspect of it. I care about us acting like niggas. You know what I mean? Like, this is a, a, a mall. This is a public establishment. You know, and we talk so much about police brutality. We talk about, you know, wanting to be treated fairly. We want to, you know, we black lives matter. But we have literally a stampede of, I mean, that's ignorance. You know, I go, and I've talked about this, you know, countless times on this show. I mean, I, I, when, I, when I'm bored, when I want to get out the house, our go-to spot is the mall. My kid, my daughter likes to merry-go-round. My son just likes to be around people. You know, I like to window shop or, you know, regular shop. So, you know, that's like our, our thing. It's just like I can, I can only imagine, 
you know, how I, I hope, I try not to imagine, but how I would have reacted if I'm just chilling, pushing a, a baby stroller, a carriage, and I see a, a stampede of niggas. I mean, seriously, like that, what, who thinks that's okay? Like, you don't see other races behaving like that. You don't see people, I mean, just the other, you know, last month and really every month nowadays you're seeing more and more, you know, shots fired in the mall. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, so-and-so with their two, you know, people fighting. Just Google people fighting in the mall and, you know, it's going to be black people. Come on. We have to do better, okay? I mean, we, we where are these parents? I mean, I didn't even go to the mall by myself all day. Like, you know, my parents knew where I was. They knew what, what bus I was catching back home. You know what I mean? And we need to get back to that. We cannot continue to be hypocritical, talking all this race stuff, falling into the trap of the media, you know, all this, oh, blacks are so, you know, taking advantage of. No, I mean, we are our own worst enemies. You know, I said online, actually, I'm going to say online, I didn't get a chance to post it, but it's a very sad state of society when, you know, when when there are literally thousands of black, young black men and, and older black men, for that matter, killed every year by other black men. That happens. That's a fact. It has been a fact for as long as I can remember. But that, when that is overshadowed by someone like Donald Trump, people really think, that Donald Trump is the biggest problem in America right now. It's amazing to me. Donald Trump isn't killing anybody. Donald Trump isn't robbing anybody, shooting anybody. He's not carjacking anybody, home burglaries. You know what I'm saying? That's not happening. What he's doing is nothing different than any president has ever done in the entire history of the United States. He's just more open about it. He's just more real about it. He's just like, look, I'm not going to hide anything. This is what I feel. I'm going to say how I feel. If you attack me, I'm going to attack you back. If I don't like a certain group of people, I'm going to let you know that. Listen, what the heck do you think George Bush did? What do you think his father did? What do you think Obama is doing through his policies? You know what I'm saying? It's all the same thing. What do you think Bill Clinton did? Incarcerating all these black people, more black uh, black, uh you know, young black men than any president in history. You know what I'm saying? Selling selling prisoners to the systems, you know, to, to billionaires to make money for profit. Black lives matter, but they're not mattering to people in power. You know what I'm saying? So what we have to do is start looking at Stop pointing the finger. Let's look at what we have control over. We have control over our children. We have control over our kids not running through the malls like they're crazy, like they're monkeys, like they're baboons. You know what I'm saying? I mean, seriously, it's ridiculous. But let one, let, let one of these – I'm not going to say racist, but seriously, listen. Listen to what I'm saying to you. You guys have to understand this. If one of these kids is running through the mall, just picture it. You're chilling, just walking. You see a crowd of, uh, you know, running towards you. You don't know if they're coming to rob you. You don't know if this is like a, you know, a flash mob. Who knows if they're going to get George or they're just coming to roll on you, beat you up, and kill you. I pro- I'm not, you see what I'm saying? Like, if, but let that happen. And a white guy pulls out his, his, his gun and shoots one of them, then he's racist. Then he's the next George Zimmerman. Then it's a, you know, it's this big thing. Oh, unarmed black, you know, male was killed. Or unarmed black kid, he was just going to get some Jordans. But nobody looks at it from an actual standpoint. Like, yo, he ran up. Like, I'm, I'll shoot somebody. Somebody runs up on me like that. I'll with my kid. So I can only imagine what one of these racist white people. 
or somebody who's not really, not even racist necessarily, but just not familiar with interacting with black people, and you see a crowd of black people running up to on you, if you have a gun on you, I don't care who you are, you're, you're going for it. You're going to put your hand on it. And if not, use it. I know for a fact I would. I'm not taking a chance to say, oh, to figure out, oh, is he just going for shoes or is he coming to rob me? I'm not taking that chance. And that's the mindset that we have to look at it in. we got to start controlling what we can control. You can't control Donald Trump. I'm so sick of this. I've been watching CNN nonstop 24-7 for the last two weeks. We're going to talk a lot of politics tonight, and we've just like we've been doing, like we're going to continue to do. And it's so frustrating that the media is just running wild, and, and we are just like just, just falling for so much stuff that's blatant lies. That's a media agenda. I mean, and, I mean, no disrespect, but so I mean, I swear, some black people, this community as a whole, is just so freaking ignorant. I talk to people every single day who have never watched the news, who have never watched any of these debates, who have no idea what the political process is about, but they have the most to say about someone like Donald Trump. They have the most to say about whatever is going on on, on, the, on, you know, on, on social media. Because I'm not going to say the news because, again, we, they're not watching the news. Just ask around. Ask your family. Ask your friends. I promise you they won't know exactly. They won't have any idea what's going on. Ask some of these people about what's going on out here. What are, you, what are your thoughts on the, on the political process as it stands? They will look at you like, the, like a deer in the headlights. They'll have no idea. But go on social media and everyone has something to say about Donald Trump. It's disgusting. It's ignorant. It's embarrassing. I talk to white people. I talk to white you know, colleagues of mine, you know, who actually have uh, actual intelligent conversations about this stuff. And then I go to, you know, and then I'm, again, I'm just keeping it real. I'm just saying these are, these are my experiences. This is my everyday life. I'd love to be able to say something different, but I try to have intelligent conversations with people who look like me, and it's like they look at me like I'm crazy. And it's just like that is ridiculous. You know, the media is doing this on purpose. It's all, you know, they got these 30-second sound bites, these 15-second sound bites, and people just run with them. Donald Trump's a racist, this and that. Say, okay, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's all crazy. We're going to talk a little bit. About, I'm sorry, Corey, not to, not to take your what's going on in the, in the world, you know what I'm saying, uh, segment and just kind of run with it, but it's disgusting. It's really disgusting. It's no other word for it, you know. I said, go outside. Every day I have businesses in the hood. I deal with people, you know, in, in not-so-good places. These people look at you like they just want to rob you, you know. I mean, like, seriously, that's, that's my biggest, you know, concern. I could give a damn about Donald Trump. You know, I really could care less. People are so stupid. I hear, I hear people actually saying, quote-unquote, intelligent people saying, if Donald Trump gets elected, I'm leaving the country. I'm like, yo, you've never even been out of the country to begin with. You haven't even <laughs> taken a vacation out of the country, and you're talking about you're moving? Like, what are you, crazy? You, your bank account is negative. How are you moving out of the country? <laughs> you got more overdraft fees than you have in your actual savings account, and you're talking about something you're moving? You're not going anywhere. You know, I mean, it's so stupid. 
I mean, see, don't you, I'm sure you guys have heard similar ridiculous comments. No one is moving. Just like people were boycotting, they're, oh, I'm never going to, to, to Florida again after Trayvon. You know, I'm, I'm just never going to Miami. I'm never going. Like, shut up. You've never been there to begin with. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Let alone been outside the country. It's ridiculous. Okay, it's it's so ridiculous, and we've got to stop the foolishness. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, I'm moving. What do you think you've been living in this whole time? Donald Trump is not saying anything that Hillary Clinton is not doing behind closed doors. Hillary Clinton, guys, I mean, we're going to talk about a lot of stuff. But it's just, I've been waiting almost a week to talk about this. It's, like, ridiculous. Hillary Clinton, guys, Bill Clinton, these are these guys are racist, okay? They are racist. Hillary Clinton, if you guys don't understand or don't know, idolizes Margaret Sanger. Now, if you know anything, just Google Margaret Sanger. Google what she stood for, the founder of Planned Parenthood, you know, how she felt like all blacks need to be exterminated. They're like weeds, and that's her whole thing. This is someone who Hillary Clinton, I'm talking about, idolizes her and, and, and spoke at an event, was the, the keynote speaker at a Planned Parenthood banquet to, to, to honor Margaret Sanger. You guys, I mean, she was a, you can't, listen, you can't idolize a racist and not be a racist. And people have the audacity to talk about Donald Trump and to make a big nut. And that's not to say he's not a racist or he, like, I don't know if he is or not. But there's been nothing that says beyond a shadow of a doubt the way that Hillary Clinton has got up, you know what I'm saying, and, and, and told us how she feels beyond a shadow of a doubt. You've got people like this who are literally taking millions of dollars from the most racist and corrupt corporations in the world. Hillary Clinton I'm talking about. The same people who funded George Bush's campaign, the same people who funded Barack Obama's campaign, Hillary Clinton's campaign, these super PACs. And I've been waiting so long to say this. I've been waiting so long to say this. And it's so sad that people don't understand this. But Bernie Sanders, guys, has been exposing the industry. I don't know if y'all been following. It's he does these commercials now. He'll be like, "Yo, we live in our the, the system is rigged. The economy is rigged with corrupt campaign contributors. The campaign system is rigged." That's his whole thing, right? And we've talked about this before. But just but just think about it. Just really think about it for a second, guys. If he's saying, if his whole thing is it's rigged by these corporations giving millions of dollars and these, these candidates being owned by them, right, they're owned by these corporations because they accept these thousands of dollars, excuse me, these millions of dollars, and, that, and that he's accusing Hillary Clinton of that. And actually, no, he's not. Because if you notice, he doesn't accuse anyone. He just said this. He just says the system is rigged. But he's never accused Hillary Clinton of being corrupt. He's never accused Barack Obama of being corrupt. He just says the system is corrupt. But that's where we as intelligent people have to put one, you know, two and two together and be like, well, if he's, if he's so loved and he's keeping it so real, well, that means he's talking about Barack Obama, 
Right? I mean, that means he's talking about Hillary Clinton. Barack Obama received more money than anyone, any candidate in history, from corporate dollars, from Wall Street. From Wall Street, Barack Obama, Hillary Clinton, all those donors, you know, she inherited all that, all that funding from those same people. So she, just like Obama is owned by these corporations, Hillary Clinton is owned by these contributions. Now, Bernie Sanders is going to lose because he doesn't have as much money as Hillary Clinton. He doesn't have this big media push. The media is, is part of these super PACs. That's why she has the, this, you know, this, this momentum. You know, because anyone in their right mind, now why do you think they're not focusing on these emails? Why do you think they're not focusing on the fact she could actually be indicted and, and imprisoned as president? She's under federal investigation, but the vast majority of people are still voting for her. The only reason that is is because the media isn't focusing on it. They're focusing on Donald Trump. Anyone who doesn't see that, there's a problem. You know, what I'm, I'm just saying there's a pro- That's why the focus is on Trump. So that we can I mean, how, there's never been a president under federal, excuse me, a candidate under federal investigation. She could be arrested tomorrow. You guys know that, right? But yet the vast majority of, of African Americans are voting for, for this person. And they have all the, the audacity to talk about Donald Trump. I, I mean, I don't know. I find that to be, like, incredible. I mean, I mean what do you what do you think? I mean, I... I you don't find that to be an issue, Courtney? It's a huge issue, but again, it makes sense that um, you know why she's being protected. Like you said, she has the funding to back her, and the, the media is a part of the funding. She has people voting or planning, excuse me, planning to vote for her, and they never watch the debate. They just go off of her name alone. They don't pay attention to it. You know the things that she has going on behind the scenes because the media portrays her as being just the candidate to vote for. It's it's amazing. It's it's really amazing. You know, and, and it's not I mean that's not amazing. It's just that we are amazing. Like people are the the ignorance. You know, I mean there are people listening right now who are planning on voting for Hillary Clinton. I I really just want to ask you like why? I mean, seriously, like, why? Really, why? There's no, because there's no, yeah, I mean, if anything, vote for Bernie, you know, who's an atheist. But, I mean, forget all that, you know what I mean? But if there's no reason to vote for Hillary. I'd rather people vote for Bernie than Hillary. I'd rather people vote for Donald Trump than Hillary. You know what I'm saying? I'm just being honest with you, you know, and that's saying a lot. But she could, she could not be, she shouldn't even be running for president. You understand that, and so that's that's that is that. So now let me just say this: this whole because everyone's talking about Donald Trump, and again, I'm no Republican, I'm no Donald Trump supporter, you know. But here's the thing: everyone is talking about this whole KKK thing. I watched it live again. I've been watching CNN, MSNBC, Fox. I've been watching the news nonstop. Anyone who knows me knows, like my TV is on on the news because I want to just understand. I want to see what's actually happening. And the pro and I've watched it unfold. I saw it. The dude asked him, like, "Yo, you know, um, you know, because the dude gave, David Duke gave a press conference. He's like, yeah, you know, I support Donald Trump. If you guys don't understand, he's a a former Grand Wizard of the KKK, a known racist, an open racist. That's no secret. So he he uh, you know, he pledges his support to Donald Trump. And they're like, yeah. So Donald Trump, do you know that 
you know, David Duke has endorsed you, you know, are you going to accept it? Do you, do you disavow? He's like, okay, yeah, I disavow. You know, now, again, it didn't seem to be the most sincere. It didn't seem to be, you know, he's just like, okay, whatever, I disavow. But, but, and I watched it. That's exactly how he said it. And then he went online and tweeted, I disavow the support of David Duke. But here's the thing. Now, again, I'm not saying he doesn't secretly, isn't secretly in cahoots with them, isn't taking their money. I'm sure he is. But from a media standpoint, you know what I'm saying? From a media standpoint, they're making it seem like he, you know, it was like this big controversy, like he didn't disavow them. Like he actually wants their support or publicly, you know, said, yes, I want their support, which is a complete and utter lie. And I watched him on the, and I love the fact, I watched the Today Show this morning where Trump called in to talk to Matt, La- I mean, yeah, Matt Lauer and uh, Savannah Guthrie, and he played the crap out of Savannah because she's like, yeah, she tried to perpetuate this lie. She's like, she's like, yeah, so, so Donald, I mean, you know, what's this whole thing? I mean, a couple of days ago, you, re, you refused to disavow, and you really just had a problem disavowing the support for David Duke. I mean, what, what do you have to say about it? He's like, look, Savannah, what are you talking about? He's like, I did disavow. He's like, you, you didn't see it? I did disavow. He asked me a question. I said, I disavow. You didn't hear it? Then he's like, then I went online and tweeted about it. And then he's like, I disavowed them countless times. And then he referenced, like, several speeches that he actually disavowed the KKK and all this stuff. Previously, he's like, but you, he didn't call them. He's like, but you guys as the media want to keep this lie going. He's like, I don't know how many times. He's like, so for the 20th time, I tell you, I disavowed. He's like, do you get it now? Like, he, was with, he played the crap out of him. And I just want people, and again, I'm not saying he's, I'm not defending him. I'm not saying he's not a racist. I'm just saying from a media standpoint, we've got to be smarter. Stop falling for the trick. Stop falling for the lies. If you have a problem with his policies, if you have a problem, I'd even have, a, I'd even be cool with people saying, hey, look, I don't like Donald Trump because the fact that, you know, his whole thing is, as far as terrorism goes, is he wants to ban Muslims uh, in general, like generally speaking, just from coming into the country. You know, I'd rather you, because that's, you know, he's admitted that. That's not media hype, although they are hyping that up, but that's, you know, he's actually said that. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and so, you know, I, if that's what it is, then that's cool. But don't just make stuff up. Don't just say, don't just go along with the flow. Because the media lies. Guys, the media has been lying. Like, I watch the debates. I have watched, I'm going to watch the, the, the debate is on right now. Most people aren't even watching. You know what I'm saying? But I'm going to watch it. That's why I watch every single debate. There will be things said tonight that the media will twist and distort because they know that people aren't even watching to hear for themselves what these candidates are actually saying. It's crazy. It's so crazy that I sit back and watch this stuff happen. We've got to be smarter. We've got to be smarter. We're going to talk about the Oscars, but I just wanted to talk about that whole thing because it's just been irking my soul, this whole KKK thing. Let me tell you guys something. There's there's always been racist presidents. You know, this country was built on slave labor. The system was formed with that whole process in mind. The The, the structure of this country has not changed. It has always focused on the rich being keeping, you know, keeping their money and getting richer, and continuing to get richer based on the the misfortune of the underprivileged, whether that's slaves, 
whether that's the lower class in today's society, whether it's the middle class, whether it's unemployed, whether it's just exploiting, you know, whoever, immigrants and things like that. It's all that's always been the structure. It's always been based on racism. That has never changed. It will never change. The president, whoever that may be, is in charge of carrying on that structure. You've got to be crazy if you think Barack Obama really is changing. Here's the craziest thing. Yo, I saw this. Yo, I saw this. This is like the craziest thing I've ever heard in my life. How about, how about Bernie Sanders? His whole, his whole slogan, he's like, are you ready for real change? Yo, he's like coming at Obama because he knows what it is. He's been speaking the truth this whole time. He's saying, basically, people are too stupid to understand. He's snitching on Obama. He's, like, ready for real change. Obama's whole thing was changed. He's basically saying, like, yo, he's a part of the problem because he's gotten more campaign dollars from Wall Street than anybody. Go on his website. Go, that's his slogan, real change. He's talking about Obama. You don't see that, Courtney? Yeah, I do. But it went over a lot of people's heads. Gosh, man, it's so crazy. We are the people are the ultimate sheep. Just follow whatever. Let's just follow what the media tells us blindly. You know what I'm saying? Too ignorant, too lazy to turn on CNN, turn on MSNBC, Fox News. Oh, I don't watch Fox News because they're racist. What are you talking about? Why? Because they're the only network that actually has the balls to say anything negative about Obama? If someone criticizes Obama, they must be an Uncle Tom. They must be racist. Obama is a puppet owned by Wall Street. He re- listen. He received more listen guys more campaign dollars than any candidate in the history of this country. What y'all do to Matt? What do you think that means? If somebody gives you money, if I say here, Courtney, here's a million dollars. Guess what? Courtney's gonna do what I say. Shoot, and vice versa. You got a million dollars, I'm going to do what you say. Give me a million dollars. You know, imagine getting millions of dollars from certain, you know, lobbyists. and can't, You're going to do what they say. Or guess, but here's the thing. Guess what happens if you don't? You know what I mean? Ask JFK what happens if you don't. You know? Martin Luther King was only killed once he began saying the same exact things that I'm saying right now. Go back and look. It's, all that civil rights stuff was cool. They didn't, they didn't care about that. They, in fact, they liked that because that's the way the country was going anyway. They, they, you know, they didn't care about that. But once he started encouraging the poor to understand the power structure and had the setup in this country, that's when they put a bullet in his head. And it's only when he started talking about that stuff, you know what I'm saying, empowering us. Real change, not not just fake change, but I'm talking changing the system. Not just the Obama is the system. Martin Luther King wanted to change the system. Malcolm X was changing the system. Obama is the system. He runs the system. He's the commander in chief of the system. <laughs> you can't change something that you're a part of, willingly a part of. Oh man, guys. So that I mean, there's that. You know, I just wanted to talk about it for a little because it was just like on my mind it was irking my soul so i'm just you know people agree if they don't agree like you know it's cool i just wanted to talk about it okay 
what else is going on out here in the world, man? You got let me just say this. This whole uh, you see, let me just because you know we're going to talk about a lot of stuff today. We got some time, all right? We got time. Y'all, y'all get comfortable because we got some. We're going to be here for a little bit. You know what I mean? But here's the thing. I posted online. I said people are worried about what happens if Trump wins, right? But really think about what happens if a Democrat wins. I don't think people. Not that I think. I know people. A lot. Most people don't even aren't even thinking like this. You guys have to understand when you think about things like Roe v. Wade and you know all types of you know the abortion laws and the gay rights laws and this this whole liberal agenda. The Supreme Court is the is the you know the head of the the judicial branch in this country. Okay, and so until uh, Antonin Scalia died. Okay, the or well, you know the Republicans basically had the majority on the Supreme Court. So if something happened, it could you know most likely it was going to favor um, you know the, you know have a conservative swing to it, if you will. But now that he's passed, Obama has the power really to to appoint someone, nominate someone who ha- who is going to further this this uh liberal agenda. And I don't think and that's gonna give the Supreme Court just power to do any and everything that they want because they'll have those votes. I mean we haven't even whether it's these gun laws, whether it's abortion, whether it's, you know, unprecedented gay rights, you know, and that's the whole plan. And so that you guys have to understand as Christians, as believers, you have to first, you know, know what a satanic agenda is. You have to be able to see it within the in this this liberal agenda. You got to be able to look at what's going on and be like, whoa, this is going to be taken to a whole other level if with another Democratic president. Just look at what what's happened with Obama. Just, I mean, like everyone's talking, but look, I mean, look at the gay agenda being pushed forward. Look at giving mean, gay rights. I posted a picture of two a man in a wedding dress. You don't see conservatives talking about that stuff. You don't see, you know, Republicans, um, you know, like really. You're not going to see a Republican in 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 uh in the White House, but painting the whole White House, you know, the colors of the rainbow to celebrate gay pride. You're not going to see that happen. That's something Obama did. You know what I'm saying? You're not going to see a Republican championing gay rights, gay marriages, and celebrating that stuff. This is stuff that the Bible calls an abomination. You know what I'm saying? And so you really got to look at it like, yo, as as a Christian, what am I most passionate about? You know what I'm saying? What 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 are these candidates saying that I do I agree with? Like cuz I watch the debates. I agree with most of the stuff most the Republicans are saying. I sternly and vehemently disagree with the vast majority of things Hillary Clinton says, not from a, a black or white perspective, but from a Christian perspective. Now, again, that's not to say, you know, oh, these guys are so uh, genuine with what they're saying. I mean, I'm just saying strictly off the issues, strictly off the platforms. Everyone lies. Everyone says what they need to say to get it. No, I'm just saying, as a Christian, how can you guys support anything Hillary Clinton is talking about? You know, look at people like Marco Rubio. Look at people like John Kasich. Just off the issues. You know what I'm saying? There's no reason for a Christian, to, really for a black person, to be quite honest with you. 
Ask Courtney. Ask when you get some time. Ask Ruger. Ask how I'm gonna say about. Ask a black a black person. Hey, what are your thoughts on? I know how you feel about Donald Trump, but what do you think about John Casey? Hey, what 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 you 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 uh you voting for Marco Rubio? Oh no, I ain't voting for. Oh, for real? How come? Like what uh what are your thoughts on? Like why aren't you voting for? Him? Oh, I don't know. I just you know. I don't know too much about him. I, you know, I ain't, I ain't into that. Like, what you mean? What you, you just, so you just not voting for him just because? You just gonna vote for Hillary just what? Just because? Because what? And it's gonna be a very uncomfortable conversation. I just challenge anyone to to have that conversation. It's gonna be amazing. You'll see exactly what I mean. So just be, just be smart about this stuff. Okay, just be, just and pray about it. Really pray about this stuff. Because that's where you get the conviction, the news, watch these debates, <clears throat> and then pray, and then you tell me whether or not you want to vote for somebody like Hillary Clinton. All right? What else is going on out here? Um, you know, <clears throat> it's, it's, I mean, that's really all I wanted to say. I mean, did you, did, we, did you have anything else? I kind of took over, Courtney, but, I mean, did you have anything else you want to say in regards to, we're talking about a lot, but just in regards to the whole elections and politics and what the you know the media's portrayal of them? Yeah, I mean the only thing I add to that is I've actually spoken to people about who they're voting for and why, and um, I just think it's interesting how because the majority of Black people I know it's not all are Democrats, right? So you know they'll complain about the gay agenda and you know why is Empire. You know why? Why do they have so many gay characters? Why is this so gay? And I just I don't like that. But then those are the same people that will willingly and you know passionately be voting for a Democrat to come into office, but not even knowing what it is that they stand for. So I just find that um, to be very very interesting. <clears throat> very interesting indeed. Let's get into the Oscars. Because you'd be surprised how similar our conversation about politics is going to be uh, to our conversation on the Oscars so white. Let me just, can I just, you know, talk about this for a little bit, man? Oscars so white. There's this hashtag. Like, that was the the hashtag. And people are so stupid. I mean, I mean no disrespect, but people are just stupid. You know, whoever came up with that hashtag is stupid. Because Jada Pinkett decided that her because her husband wasn't nominated for concussion, okay, then then you know that that then you know she's gonna boycott and he's gonna boycott and everyone else should just jump on this bandwagon and the media just took it and ran with it. Oh, the Oscars are so white. There there's no diversity. I mean, for, now again, don't please be clear. You're talking to someone, listening to someone who has watched the Oscars, and this is no lie, no exaggeration, every single one since I was about 15 years old. As long as I can remember, I've watched the Oscars. My family, you know, I remember growing up, you can ask my brothers, ask anyone in my family, ask my mom, my dad, they'll tell you we always have watched the Oscars. My wife will tell you I watch the Oscars. She tunes out. She zones out. I go, she goes upstairs. I watch the, uh, the Oscars because that's what I like to do. You know what I'm saying? And this is not – this is uh, – let me just tell you, so I, don't, I don't know if you understand. Reginald Hudlin, a lot of people don't even know who Reginald Hudlin is. 
Reginald Hunter Hellman, I got a chance to meet him. He's one of the um, the directors of House Party, the whole House Party, uh, you know, that whole series. Uh, and now he is he is one of the producers of the Oscars now. <clears throat> I don't know if people want He produced the Oscars. Listen, the guy that produced House Party produced the Oscars. Okay, I don't know, like, produced, meaning is responsible for the overall production of it, the casting, the hosting, like, like the perform, Like, he, Reginald Hudlin, produced the Oscars. Okay. All right, so there's that. Now, the president of the Academy Awards, uh, the whole president of the entire Academy is a black woman. Cheryl Boone Isaac is a black woman. Okay, so, again, let's back up. So the president, excuse me, the president is is black, a black woman. The producer is a black man. So so there's that. Then you guys, if you look at the, some of the, the hosts, the host is black. He's a, obviously Chris Rock is black. So you got the president, you got the producer, you got the host, and you've got all, you know, performers, you've got, uh, Morgan Freeman, I'm just going to throw out some names, Angela Bassett, Tracy Morgan, uh, Kevin Hart, and, you know, and many others, okay, Pre- uh, presenting, performing. Um, and so, ironically, this has actually been, the, the hashtag is Oscar So White. Again, I've watched the Oscars since I was a child. This has been by far the blackest the Oscars, the most diverse the Oscars have ever been. And I'm not just talking, I'm not talking about nominees or, or who actually won, because, yeah, you know, certain people win here and there, but even in the years when Halle Berry won, even in the years when Will Smith was nominated, you look around, the performances were all white, the host was white, the jokes were white, everything was all white. It was like, yeah, they won, but that's, the the, the show itself this year was all black, basically. You had a black, I mean, you might say it was, it was like the BET Awards, In Living Color or something. I mean, you, I mean, it was the blackest it's ever been. And I'm not just saying that. I'm saying that's a fact because I've watched them all, at least for the last 25 years. I mean, what's your thoughts on that? that just just that. Oscar, so how is it white? What do, I mean, it's, again, the president, the producer, the host, what do, what do, what, what do people want? I mean, how could it be? How could it be more black? I mean, I'm just—I don't know. What they want—they want the, they, the little, the man, the actual Oscar to be black. What they she want to throw like a fitted cap on them? People are so ignorant. Go ahead, I mean, I'm sorry, go ahead, go ahead. Just Listen, the BET Awards are more white than the Oscars. <laughs> the president, of, yo, go ahead. I mean, it's like the. People don't even understand. Viacom owns all the, the MTV Awards, the BET Awards, all that stuff. That's white. The president of the academy is black. The producer is black. Half the the, B, the producers of the BET Awards and all this other, guess what, guys? They're white people. People just don't understand. They just go off what the media says. People don't do research. They don't think for themselves. Just ignorant. But I'm sorry, go read your thoughts. <laughs> no, I was just going to say that, you know, they want everybody to be black. Like, everybody needs to be black. The Oscar, like you said, the Academy Award needs to be black. 
all nominees need to be black. Everybody needs to be black for it to be okay. And really, like, after Jada made that statement, everyone started kind of, I should say everyone, black people, many of us started just jumping on that bandwagon. But my thing is, even in years prior, there weren't that many black nominees before, though. So There never are. <laughs> there never are. Like, what are people talking about? It's laughable. It's laughable how ignorant people are. There are never, there's like, there's, I don't know off the top of my head what year was like the most combined black nominees, but y'all act like it was like, you know, most of these years, it's like a million different. This same conversation happens every year. There's never an abundance of black people. Why? Because it's the Oscars, guys. It, it, it's the Oscars. This is the, the 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 Academy, the committee that determines the winners and all that is what they say, like 98% white? What do y'all think this is? Why do people think, and this is like what irks me, why do people think that these are, first of all, this is the second highest rated, you know, event of the year in the world next to the Super Bowl. So this is for them, the highest rated anything that happens on or amongst our in our community is love and hip hop. Okay, that's the high, that's the most ratings we get. The white people get the Super Bowl, they get the Grammys, they get the MTV Awards, they get the Oscars. We get love and hip hop. We get. I'm, I'm speaking ratings wise. We don't have, we don't support anything. We don't have any numbers to represent. And that's our own fault. So this is for them. This is their thing. This has never been about us. It has never been for us. It's for them. It's their thing. If this, like this show, this is for you guys. You know what I'm saying? And when we, if, if we really want a voice, we have to take our own people and produce our own things. Like Nat Turner, the, the movie Nat Turner. Uh, my man, what's the name? Uh, uh, Nate Parker. He took his own money, produced a film that he wanted to make, and sold it to the white man for $17 million, which is the highest amount that any independent film had been sold, you know, for after Sun, the Sundance Film Festival. And now, it's, you know, it's going to be put out next year. You know, and so, but that, again, that was what he wanted to do. We want to talk and talk and talk and talk and talk. See, I didn't want to be controlled. The reason you're listening to me how you're listening to me is because I want to be able to talk about what I want to talk about. So I said, I'm going to, I'm not going to be on a, a Power 99 CBS radio. I've been in radio for 20 years almost. You know what I'm saying? So trust me, I, you know, I know how to, you know, do it differently if I chose to, but that's when you get control. That's when you get a muzzle put on you. I chose not to go that route. That's cool. You see, everyone has a choice. So because we choose not to create our own avenues for recognition where we're not controlled, where we can actually, you know, uh, celebrate who we want to celebrate, we, for whatever reason, want to focus on the Academy Awards, the Grammys, and, and things like that. It's ridiculous. It's never been about us. So there's that. So the sec- the second thing is, guys, you know, we got to look at historically – what how these how rich white people have been entertained 
historically, it's always been at our expense. Okay, that's what it is. You guys act like we're one big family. It's like, oh, white people here, black people here, let's coexist. Let's celebrate each other. No, they control things. They're racist. They are entertained by our buffoonery, by our coonery. That's what it's always been historically, and that's what it continues to be. So how do we keep the party going? It's like, oh, you guys want to make a big deal out of this whole race thing? Oh, okay, cool. We'll get a black host, and we'll, we'll tell him what to say. You know, how do you know he's being told what to say? Well, just go back and look at your, his little monologue. It, this dude looks like he's handicapped or something. He's throwing up all types of signs. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just saying. This dude's throwing up all types of stuff. What, you think that's a coincidence? Any, uh, no disrespect, but anyone who thinks all that, those little hand signals Chris Rock is throwing up, the same signs that you guys see everybody else, whether it's Beyonce and Jay-Z and Kanye West and Taylor Swift and Katy Perry and Barack Obama, Hillary Clinton, Donald Trump, like everyone doing, he's the same. So that's how you know. When you see that stuff that everyone sees, that I, I post it on Facebook. When you see that stuff, you know, like, oh, okay, they have agreed to be down with the agenda. So, again, you got, when you understand what the agenda is and then you see certain signs, you're like, oh, he's furthering that agenda. So, again, follow me. The agenda is to make entertainment at our expense, to make us look like buffoons. So what do you have Chris Rock doing? Let me just define coonery because a lot of people don't understand what being a coon is. A lot of people didn't take African-American uh history and film and television in college. That wasn't a course that they chose to take in many cases. But I took it, and I, you know, a number of courses actually on African-American in film. Uh, and, you know, coonery has been around since the early uh, 1900s, really even before that. You know, and it's basically a black person being owned by a white person but using his own race to entertain, you know, at, at our expense you know, entertain the white man by making fun of us. That's like me going to corporate America, and, and, you know, and, and, you know, insulting Courtney, you know, making her look like a fool so that I can get a promotion or I can be celebrated by, you know, whoever. That's the definition of a coon, someone who basically has sold out, sold his own people out, you know, for money, for fame, for fortune, you know, at the expense of his own people. So and I posted online, I said, Chris Rock is the ultimate coon because, again, he has agreed. He agreed to basically throw his people under the bus. He was, you know, he threw different things out there, different jokes. But if you notice, the jokes were at our expense. The vast majority of his jokes, he wasn't, like, defending us. He was defending the academy. Like, just like he came, he, you know, he insulted Jada Pinkett talking about some, oh, you, I wasn't invited. It's like me, you know, boycotting Rihanna's panties. No, I wasn't invited to that part. Yeah, you know, it's, he's, Jada's saying, look, the, the academy is so racist, it's not diverse, so I'm going to boycott. Chris Rock took their side. Not to say that there was a side that even should have been taken based on what I just got finished telling you, it's not for us anyway, but that's his whole thing. He was defending the academy. And if you look at the the vast majority of the skits, 
you know, that we're seeing, the little segments, you've got Tracy Morgan in the dress wearing lipstick, looking crazy. You got him interviewing, and this really took the cake. You had him interviewing these these ignorant black folk, just ignorant. And the whole, I mean, really watches, ironically, it's like the same stuff that I really was talking about earlier today is the same stuff I talk about all the time. You got black people commenting on stuff. You got black people talking about their boycotting stuff, but they have no idea about what they're even boycotting. And I, I mean, I, I didn't like it because he did it in a coonish way. Like, I'm talking to y'all. Like, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not throwing black people under the bus to the white man. I'm just keeping it real about our people, just like Bill Cosby used to do. But I'm not going to the white folk. It's like, yo, you talk about people amongst yourself. You don't do that. If you have a problem with your brother, you don't talk about your brother in front of strangers. You talk about him with your family. That's what we're we're family here. We can talk about this stuff. But I'm not going to get in front of you know white coworkers or white you know white associates and say this same stuff. Yo, black people are so ignorant. Black people, are this and I'm gonna tell y'all that because this is what it is. But I'm not gonna say that stuff in front of white white folk. Not gonna make us look stupid. That would make me the coon. That would make me the sellout. Chris Rock gets up there in front of millions, eighty million white people, making us look ridiculous, making us look stupid. He's in, he goes into the look. Let me go. You saw it, or maybe you didn't see it. But he goes into the hood and interviews white uh, black people. Ignorant. They, they found the most ignorant black people. Well, go ask me some of those questions. Notice they didn't have anybody, they didn't have me on there. They didn't have anybody that looked like me, that talked like me on there. Because I'll answer those questions. Oh, yeah, so what did you think about The Revenant? Oh, actually, I saw The Revenant last night, and it was a great movie, and this is why Leonardo DiCaprio should win his first Academy Award out of six nominations. And this is, you know, he was great in this movie, that movie, which I I saw all those. You see what I'm saying? Like, get me on there. Get somebody that actually knows what's up. But instead, Chris Rock gets the most ignorant, you know, black woman with a fat black woman with a long wig or weed, colorful hair, purple hair, looking crazy. The whole mammy thing that we talked about a couple of shows ago, Sherry Shepard, uh, uh, you know, who else, Courtney? What's the other, uh, uh, you know, the the talk, the chew, the view? All oh, ridiculous. Lonnie Love. The, Lonnie Love, all the mammies, all the Hollywood mammies. They get the they get this you know she fits we just got we just got finished talking about the definition of mammy and all the Hollywood mammies so they get the black mammy Chris Rock interviews her she looks exactly the same thing so I posted the picture online look at her and then look at Lottie Love look at look at Cheryl Underwood look at all these black mammies it's the same thing it's the same formula you know what I'm saying the cooning the buffoonery throwing us under the bus. And it wasn't just her, it was, you know, several ignorant black people who, who were talking about, oh, I didn't even, you know, so you're saying, you're, were you mad that there wasn't any diversity? Okay, well, who do you think should have been nominated? Uh, well, I mean, I don't know, but, like, what do you mean you don't know? What are you even talking about it for? I mean, y'all know that, right? Oh, real quick, you guys realize that most black people who are upset about the lack of diversity at the Academy Awards, have not even seen the actual movies that even if they would have been nominated, that were even in, put it like this, that were even in the consideration. Like Idris Alba, excuse me, Idris Alba, 
uh, from Beasts of No Nation, they were saying, okay, maybe he could have gotten a Best Supporting Actor nomination. He was, quote-unquote, snubbed. Will Smith was snubbed for uh, concussion. You guys realize, and this is a fact, this isn't like me just saying, but most black people haven't seen either of those movies. I mean, if you look at, you know, exit polls, I mean, there are numbers that track this stuff. But you don't need numbers. You can just ask around. You know, ask, so, ask whoever. Ask anyone you know. Hey, what do you think about Beasts of No Nation? How do you feel about Idris Alba's, you know, <laughs> uh, 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 you know, role, his performance in Beasts of No Nation? Do you feel like he should have been nominated? Oh, I didn't see that shit. I ain't no, I don't know. I didn't watch that. That I didn't see that on bootleg. My bootleg connection didn't have that one. I mean, that's what it is. Like, don't try to beat me over the head with the like I know what it is. I know I I got a bootleg connection, so I'm no i I'm no better. I'm just keeping it real about it. So I already know nobody saw Beast in No Nation. I already know nobody saw uh uh concussion. I already know, other than those two movies, nobody can call up and be like, hey, this is another movie that I feel like should have been nominated. And, that, and the, you know, the obvious next choice, though, before people start thinking, well, what about Straight Outta Compton? Yo, don't get me started on Straight Outta Compton, because we did a three-hour show on Straight Outta Compton. So don't even get, we did, you know, Google Straight Outta Compton on the Day Down Talker Show, and then you talk to me about Straight Outta Compton. That was the ultimate ghetto mess. Now, was it an entertaining black movie? Absolutely. Did it accurately and effectively tell the story of NWA, niggas with attitudes? Absolutely. But anyone who is even remotely familiar with, you know, Academy Award type of movies knows that's not an Academy Award type of movie. It's not an Oscar movie. It wasn't even on that level. Okay, and again, I know I I see I see all these movies. You feel what I'm saying? Straight out of Compton was not even in the same conversation as The Revenant. And again, I saw both of them in the movie theater. So you know, don't tell me about any of that stuff. You know, I've seen all of these. Any movie that we're talking about tonight, any movie that people can name, even in the Oscar conversation, most likely I've seen it. Okay, so we got to, that's the first thing, we got to stop being ignorant. And I mean that in the truest sense of the word. We got to start being informed about the things that we're talking about. Because we're talking about stuff that we have no idea what we're talking about. And you wonder why the white folks don't respect us, because we're ignorant. That skit was actually very much so indicative of the vast majority of the black population. As buffoonish and coonish as it was, there was a lot of truth to it. What's your thoughts, Courtney? Yeah, I mean, it was um, it was a lot of truth to it. It was unfortunate that he found the most ignorant people that he could, um, and that that woman was probably the the craziest and just you know inarticulate, and she appeared to be like under the influence of something. It just put us, you know, set us back. And uh, but they did have one woman. They didn't. Chris Rock didn't interview her long, but she admitted to watching a movie that was nominated for an Academy Award. And I noticed when she, you know, voiced her opinion. I can't recall the name of the movie at this point, but I do remember when she said that you know she watched the movie and she went to the movies to see it. 
you can hear in the audience people shock as if they couldn't believe that, you know, someone black, you know, saw that movie or wasn't ignorant, you know? Oh, yeah, it's crazy out here, man. It's really, you know, we got to just stop being ignorant. And that's whether that's running through the malls like buffoons, whether it's robbing and killing each other, you know, whether it's protesting stuff that we really have no idea about. That's why we do these shows on Trayvon Martin, on Troy Davis, on George Zimmerman, on Mike Brown, on Tamir Rice from a legal perspective. You know, listen to any of this stuff that's on the news. You guys are newer listeners. We've talked about just like we're talking about the Oscars. You pick a topic. We have discussed it from the realest perspective you will ever hear. Trust and believe that. So you know, and I and from an intelligence standpoint, not from a media-driven standpoint, not from a, a social media, you know, what's popular standpoint, but what's actually going on out here. Okay, one of the things that I said is that. Uh, you know, it's sad, and I said, follow me on Facebook if you guys are on the at Data on Tolbert. I talk about a lot of the current events. I said that it's sad when the black community thinks that white America was laughing with us when in reality they were laughing at us. I said that Chris Rock is the ultimate coon, okay? This is not a joke, you know, for us. They got, they got, we had a small portion of people watching. Okay, the, the white it was eighty million white folk watching. Okay, around the world, and we just got to stop the foolishness. Now, did you hear it? See, here's another thing. The, the, we talk about this agenda, this gay agenda. You got if you if you think right now, Courtney, who is one of the most respected? Um, I'll just say one of the most respected act. Like when you think of actors in the black community, you think of Denzel Washington, Sidney Poitier. Um, you know, those types of guys, Harry Belafonte, you know, when you think of black women actresses over the last 20 years as far as the most respected black actress, what's, what's one of the, the top, what's the top name that comes to your mind? Probably Halle Berry. I'll give you another one. I'll give you one more. After, let's say it's Halle Berry's number one. Who'd be number two? Who's another? Like, if it's, if not Halle Berry, who would you think of as the most respected black actress? Angela Bassett. Exactly. Oh. Exactly. Halle Berry is. I don't. It's funny. She's not. In my opinion. She's not respected as being a great actress. I don't think when you think of great actresses, anyone would say, oh, yeah, Halle Berry. They respect her because she won the award. It's like that's, that was her validation. But when I think of Halle Berry, I think of Baps. When I think of Halle Berry, I think of losing Isaiah. I think of Queen. Like Halle Berry, I mean, this is no disrespect. Halle Berry isn't a good actress. In fact, to be quite honest, she's one. I mean, and again, I'm a movie buff. Like, I've seen all her movies. Like, I know great actresses. Like, uh, you know what I mean? Halle Berry is actually not a good actress, like, at all. Like, really watch her movies. Most people don't even watch her movies. She makes a lot of movies that black people don't watch. Like, I, I saw Gothica. Go, watch, go ask how many people saw Gothica. Like, she's not a good actress. Go watch Perfect Stranger with her with Bruce Willis. Most black people be like, who, what, what movie was that? Again, see, I've seen all her movies, and she's made a lot of, like, horrible movies. Like, so the, what was it? The, watch this. The year after she won the Academy Award. No, no, no. The same year she won the Academy Award, she also won the Razzie. I got to look it up. I forget which is the, 
the award ceremony for the worst actors and actresses, you know, that year. So it's the same night as the Oscars. How do you choose? I think she's like the only person in history to one win a Razzie and an Academy Award in the same year. She's like one of the worst actresses I've ever seen in my life. And again, I, I'm just like my, Danny will tell you. She's like we watch these movies together. Like, yo, she's not that good of an actress. And the only reason she won the Academy Award is because of the fact that she was getting smashed off by the rich white man. Okay? Now, so there's that. Now, that's why I said respected. Angela Bassett, you know, I mean, just look at it. You guys know. Angela Bassett is an excellent actress. You look at what's love got to do with it. Look at what's love got to do with it, that performance. It's a disgrace. It's a sin and a disgrace. Halle Berry has an uh, Oscar before Angela Bassett. Angela Bassett is known by everyone as being one of the greatest actresses, that female actresses that we've ever seen. And one of them, again, one of the most respected, one of the most classy. But what is Angela Bassett doing now? Do you know what, what she's doing right now for work, Courtney? Do you know what, what show she's on? No. Well, well, that's cool. Most black people don't. I mean, no disrespect to you, but it's, it's not like for us. She's not doing it for us. Like, but right now, if you guys don't know, she's starring for the last couple of seasons on American Horror Story, which actually comes on FX. Okay, now why, I mean, just Google it. Just Angela Bassett on on a FX drama, uh, American Horror Story. Now I don't watch it. Okay, but I do follow the news, and Angela Bassett has been making headlines because evidently. She's done. She's done a sex scene, some a lesbian sex scene with none other than Lady Gaga. Now, let's just, just focus for a minute, guys. One of the most respect. Yeah, for Halle Berry winning the Oscar for uh, uh, basically uh, the, one of the most raunchiest sex scenes in in recent memory. And now we have everyone talking about Angela Bassett. You know, she wanted that crossover appeal. Angela Bassett wasn't really content with just being the black actress, the respected black actress. So she had to make that transition, that crossover, to just being a great actress. So what does she do? What's the what's the price of that? Well, Angela, yes, you're a great actress. Got to do some things. You got to do some things that you know, kind of just cement you as being on our team. So we're going to make you have a sex scene with Lady Gaga, a lesbian sex scene at that. And you just got to, you know, it's just kind of like, you know, people like, uh, what's her name? How to get away with murder, Viola Davis. Well, Viola, you know, you want to, you want to be on this new thing? You want to get this, you know, this crossover money, this white, this white money, white Hollywood money? Well, you gotta be an adulteress. You know what I mean? You gotta be a whore. That's what you gotta do, Viola. Sorry, Angela. You want to get this Hollywood money? You gotta demean yourself and get your your ass ate out by Lady Gaga. That's what's required. Sorry. And Viola, you got to get smashed off by your white husband and kill him or not kill him. I don't watch it. I don't know who killed who, but uh, you, we all know what, what, you know, what's going on in that show. You got to be a whore. Sorry, Kerry Washington. You want to be successful? You got to get smashed off by the white dude in Lakeview Terrace. You got to be the whore. Uh, uh, what is it, Broomhilda? 
in in Django, getting smashed off by Leonardo, Hollywood's leading man. You got to get smashed, so you got to be the slave. Sorry, Kerry, you got to get smashed off and get a train ran on you by Fitz and, you know, and what's the name, Jake. Sorry. You want to be a Hollywood actress, Gabrielle Union. You want to not just be the black actress, but you want to really get, you know, that pop, get popular. Sorry, Gabby. You got to be a whore. You got to be an adulterer. Or excuse me, you're an adulterer. You got to be the, the mistress. You know what I mean? Sorry, Tika Sumter. You want to make that crossover appeal? You got to be a whore. You got to get smashed off in the have and the have-nots on own. Do I need to go on, guys? You tell you show me a black actress in Hollywood, I'll show you a whore. I'll show you a whore and a whore's role on white TV. And they're going to they're gonna get the fame, they're going to get the awards, they're going to get the accolades, but they're going to be in some type of demeaning role. Every single actress I named, the, I just named the top five leading Hollywood actresses t- today. And what kind of roles are they in, Courtney? Chorus roles. If anyone disagrees with what I'm saying, give me a call. But all you don't have to disagree. All you got to do is turn on your TV set, Google these names. That's what's required to be successful in Hollywood. You have to be a whore if you're a black woman. And if you're a black man, you got to get, you know, walk around in a dress you got to wear pink lipstick, which we've been discussing over the last couple months. You got to be a thug. You got to be a drug dealer. You got to be a criminal. You got to be a gangster, you know, a drug dealer. You got to be a, 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 a homosexual. You know what I mean? Had to catch myself. But that's what's required. There's this feud going on, okay? There's a feud currently going on with Cat Williams and Kevin Hart. Now, this has been going on for a few years now, but it's kind of really just, you know, getting getting even more heated because Kevin Hart has been exposed as being a puppet by Kevin Hart. Now, again, we, you know, I talk about this stuff all the time, as you guys know, but we are talking about someone who did it first. Cat Williams has been in Hollywood. This was one of the he. I mean, not on the level of Kevin Hart, but you know, you look at Friday, you look at you know all this stuff that Kevin Hart. I mean, that uh, Cat Williams had been doing stand up. You know, for the last you know twenty or so years, he had been the one of the one of if not the leading comics out there. So he knows what's required to be successful on that level. Okay. And now, and now, because well, you know, back in the day, he wasn't being tarnished to me to to look like he was crazy. But when you start exposing the system, when you expo- start exposing those flourishing within the system as being puppets, then that's when you start getting attacked. You know, they took his daughter away from him. They threw him in jail. I mean, the day after, literally the day after the Academy Awards, he exposes Kevin Hart. You know, he gets he he's arrested. Well, they say he's arrested, but then what? Right after that, he's out. He's making videos challenging Kevin Hart to stuff and to these battles in Philly. Like these are all fake charges. This is all harassment. This is all punishment for him running his mouth. And unfortunately for him, going to lead to his demise. Because you can't again, you can't expose something. You can't change something that's not designed to be changed. 
But I don't know if you guys have been following, but basically he said, he's like, look, I did certain things. I got a certain level of success without having to get done up the butt, without having to throw in a dress. These are all things that Kevin Hart has done. These are all things that you're, the leading Hollywood actors have done. These are things that celebrities have said goes on within the inner workings of Hollywood. This stuff happened. I mean, anyone who understands how the entertainment industry works, you know, why do you think the gay agenda is so strong in this country? Well, because the people who run this country, in most cases, are gay. These secret societies are, are, are you know, set up, among, you know, to be gay and to do gay things. And if you want to be included in that, you know, in that system, well, you know, that's what's required. Uh, well, listen, well, let me tell you one thing about Kevin Hart. Like, like I, he's from Philly. I'm from Philly. Like, I, listen, I'm not a hater, but, again, whether it's whoever it is, I don't. it doesn't matter who it is. It's about what it is. If you want to be a celebrity, there are things that have to be done. you gotta, you got to subscribe to, you know, the agenda. I'm watching 106 in Park years ago. This was like, I want to say, like, right whenever Kevin Hart blew up, like, he had just blown up. I don't even remember what movie. Maybe it was Ride Along, like, that first major thing. So this dude comes out on, on 106 in Park. Right? Now, you guys should know by now all that. And we're going to talk about demonic and satanic symbolism in a little bit, little bit as far as what we're seeing at the Academy Awards. But I'm watching. Now, watch this. Now, this is, you can Google this. You can go on YouTube. I'm not just making this up. This actually happened. Just Google Kevin Hart on 106 in Park. you see what I'm talking about. He comes out, they're like, okay, so introducing Kevin Hart, come on out. This dude comes out, and we talked about this at the time on the show, I remember. He comes out, obviously, with the color scheme, or red, black, white, and silver, if you guys understand what that represents. And, and on his shirt, you know, most ridiculous thing I've ever seen in my life, he has a shirt on, a black and white shirt with eyes. It was eyes all over the shirt, like just one, like just eyes. Like one eye, but it was like they were like all over the shirt. You know, and he had on like these black jeans and he had on these bright red sneakers. Right? Black, white, so you know what I'm saying? But the shirt had on these just eyes on it. And so they're like, Yo, Kevin Hart, what's up, man? You guys this is an interesting shirt you got on and these guys have already been initiated. They're just laughing, you know, inside Joey, What's up with your shirt, man? He's like, Oh no, it's just a little something, man. All eyes on me. Yeah, you know, that's my, I know everybody's watching me now, so all eyes on me. I'm just looking like, oh, really? Oh, that, oh, that's what it means? Oh, I right, so you got a shirt. You just blow up. You just crossed. Oh, excuse me. I mean, got initiated into this, quote, unquote, fraternity of, you know what I'm saying, of celebrities. And so now you got to represent. So you got your all eyes on me. It's not all eyes. That's not what it means. And hope, I sincerely hope that by now anyone listening does not think that something like that and, and buys that bogus excuse. It's y'all know what it is. I mean, how about that, Corey? I'm googling right now. You don't think I'm lying? Google it. Google Kevin Hart on 106, bright red sneakers on, a shirt with freaking eyes all over it, and then you, and then Cat Williams is basically saying, "Yo, you, you're a puppet, an Illuminati puppet. You get done up the butt for your success." What's your thoughts, Corey? I mean. This is what I say about the um, the Cat Williams situation or, you know, what he had to say about Kevin Hart. Like, obviously it's the truth. Like, we all know, you know, he's a puppet and all that stuff. But it's not the first time that we've heard someone speak out about what's been going on, and especially in regards to Kevin Hart. We saw 
Uh, Mike Epps did it on social media. I'm not sure, you know, what uh, medium he used, but he was saying the same thing about Kevin Hart and how he sold out and all this stuff. But the only difference between Mike Epps and Cat Williams is Mike Epps kind of calmed down with it. You know, he's not really talking so much, I don't think, anymore. But Cat Williams just never stopped. So, you know, now we see him, like, you know, always in trouble and stuff like that. But as far as the shirt for um, that you were speaking of, as far as uh, Kevin Hart, I mean, that's obvious. The eye of Horace, like, it, it's obvious. And then the stage for the Oscars was in the shape of an eye. So we see this everywhere. The words out of my mouth. That's that's the whole next thing. I mean, that's what it is. You, and you're 100% right because you're right, Courtney. Mike Epps, he, he got smart. He said, look, exposing you and this whole thing, it ain't worth me sacrificing my whole career, so let me chill. But he was going hard at Kevin Hart for a minute. They had their little back and forth. Everyone knows what it is, guys. It's just the people who are ignorant refuse to see what everyone else knows. The Bible says specifically. This was crazy. I was watching this today. There's a new show called Shades of Blue with Jennifer Lopez. And one of the prisoners, he kind of, they throw this stuff in there. There's a scripture that says, uh, uh, everybody knows the scripture of, uh, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, you know, but but spiritual wickedness, principality and spiritual wickedness in high places. And on Shades of Blue, actually on this most recent episode, one of the inmates, he started reciting that scripture. And he was like, how's this? And he asked the, the, the federal prosecutor, I mean the FBI agent, How's it feel being in the, those high places? You know what I'm saying? Like basically exposing them as being as that's what it is. The people who run this country are what that scripture is about. It's not about flesh and blood. It's about spiritual wickedness. It ain't about you know black versus white. That's that's rich. That's that's uh you know flesh and blood. You know black versus white. Rich versus poor, cop versus you know citizen. That's regular stuff. That's nothing. That's flesh versus that. You know what I mean? That's flesh. the The real problem is what we're talking about as far as spiritual wickedness in high places. The producers, the directors, the singers, the politicians. Those are the real problems out here. Not this. Not Donald Trump. I mean, that's you know everybody's racist. You know. What 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 uh what Chris Rock say? He was like, you know, he said it's Hollywood racist. He said you damn right they racist. He said, what you think? You know, is the president of the United States racist? Oh, I mean, of course, the whole structure is racist. That ain't gonna change. People think, oh, it's a black president, so it ain't racist. No, what you mean? The president ain't ain't running nothing. He's just doing his job. If I became the president of the KKK, guess what? I'm still, it's still the KKK. It's still a racist organization. I, I, hey, they can make me the president if they want to. It's still the KKK. You can make Barack Obama the president if you want to. It's still the United States. But for some reason, people don't see that analogy. They don't catch it. They don't look at the United States as being like the KKK. Why? I don't know. <laughs> it's a country that forms slavery. You know what I mean? Which you, you enslave an entire race of people, but people think that, oh, we have we put a black man in the office, so, oh, forget slavery, forget discrimination, forget the civil rights, forget Jim Crow, forget the lynchings, forget all this other stuff, but we got a black president. 
I mean, I'm being facetious, but there are actually people who really think that. That's the craziest thing. There are people who think that because we have a black president, racism is over, and that's why they expect the Academy Awards to all of a sudden be diverse. For what? Why would it be diverse? Because we got a black president? What changed? Did I miss the memo? What did I miss? When did America stop being racist? Like, when did the Academy Awards stop being for white people? Because I've watched them for 25 years, and this ain't nothing new. And Chris Rock even said it. He was like, look, it ain't nothing new. That's the ignorance of the black community to protest something that has never changed and is never going to change. I mean, I don't even know what Jada's problem is. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, no. I mean, if she is the, is is you know in on these meetings, yo, we need you to step up and you know play this role to incite this portion of this impending race war we're planning. So go ahead and just you know do this little video blog. I wouldn't be surprised if that actually happened. It's all planned. You know what I'm saying? It's crazy. <laughs> They have meetings on this stuff. But as Courtney said earlier, yes, there was a big six, well, that's something else. There was a huge eye, and that's why they did, they, they, they did the, uh, the shot, the aerial shot, you know, from far away where you could actually see this, the, you know, the shot, the full image of the stage. It was an eye. It was the shape of an eye. I mean, I don't know. Some people will say, oh, yeah, that's a coincidence. What? What you mean? A coincidence? It was was it a coincidence? What are you crazy? They they did that on purpose. Why do you think the eye is an all seeing eye on the back of the the dollar bill? What you think? That's oh, that's a coincidence too. They just no, it's all that's what they worship. <laughs> you know what I mean, it's crazy as ever. That's what it is. That's why it was an eye. That's why there was a huge six 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 sign in the Verizon commercial. That's why there's a huge six 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 sign on the floor of the Academy Awards. Yeah, go ahead. If it's on your DVR, go ahead. It's still on my DVR. Just go ahead and, uh, and watch it. That's why they back up with the camera angles so you can see what it is. I mean, obviously, it's not like, you know, you know, three sixes side by side by side, but it's like one of those sixes inside of another six inside of another six. It looks like a symbol or a design, but just like the Verizon commercial. It's, but if you look closely and you know what it is, then it's obviously a 666. You know, it's right there. Again, it's on the floor. Just watch it. I don't, I'm not making this stuff up. It's, it's right there. You can see it clearly. Just, that's what I'm saying. Google it. Go on your DVRs. Go on YouTube. I'm sure there, you know, somebody at this point did a video on it or, you know, showed it or whatever. You know, you just got to look for this stuff. It's clear as, clear as day. Uh, what else? But again, I want y'all to go online and watch. Just Google Chris Rock monologue, right after the Tonight Show. Google Chris Rock's monologue, right. And from from the beginning, I want you to watch and count how many six 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 signs he throws up. Because <laughs> 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 I haven't counted it yet. It's so crazy. Like I talk, I do presentations, I do speeches, I do different events. And I've never done that. I've never talked how Chris Rock is talking. Like, I mean, I mean, I'm not going to go there because only an idiot, no disrespect, but only an idiot would think that wasn't, uh, you know, a, like obvious and very deliberate. 
he was clearly and blatantly throwing up various symbols. I mean, you know, obviously. My little daughter could have seen it. You understand? So I want you guys to go on there and count how many times he throws it up. Clear and blatant. Sometimes single, double, like, come on, Courtney. Have you ever did that? Have you just, real quick, have you ever thrown a double 666 while you're speaking or giving a presentation or something of that nature? No, I don't throw that up, period, when talking, period. <laughs> no, no one talks like that. No one talks like that. No one. I've, I've watched, you know, I've spoken to people. I have friends. I've been to presentations. No one who is not, has not been initiated, you know, who talks like that the way Chris Rock was talking, doing his opening monologue. If you don't understand what that means, just continue listening to this show, and you do, you'll understand eventually. Trust me. You know what I mean? But uh, so there was that. Now, not only that, I don't know if you saw this, though, but now, so you had the presenters, and we're talking about the Oscars tonight, if you guys are just tuning in. But so you had the presenters, they come out, okay, so here are the nominees. And so as, the, as you know, in the background, follow me, in the background of each nominee, you know, movie that was nominated, you had these little quote-unquote designs, but if you look closely, they were actually upside-down crosses. And, again, you'd have to be looking for it. You'd have to understand it when you see it. Your mind has to be trained to understand the process so you can recognize the stuff. But it was obviously and blatantly upside-down crosses. That was, it, like, it was like the transition. Um, it was like the, the background of the nominees as they were switching to the next time. You'll see it if you watch it. Like, if you watch it and then under, and after listening to the show, you'll be like, oh, snap, that's an upside-down cross. Oh, snap. That's a 666 on the floor or of the stage. Oh, snap. The entire background of the stage is a, is a huge eye. Like, this stuff is all blatant. You know what I'm saying? If you, if, you know, if you are just tuning in tonight for the first time, again, this is at least our eighth or ninth Oscar special, okay, over the last several years. So we do this, and it's, if you go back historically, and I rebroadcasted, I think, what, last night or the night before, last year's Oscar special where it was the same thing. You know what I'm saying? So you just got to watch it. It's never different, just like the Super Bowl, just like the Grammys, just like the MTV Music Awards. It's the same thing because of these huge audiences that, uh, you know, that tune, we're talking about 80 million people. So why not put, you know, your what you represent front and center. Why not get your host to throw up whatever? Why not put it right on the floor, right on the background or whatever? So that's basically how they do it. Uh, what else? What else? Here's the thing. Another thing a lot of people didn't see, one of the the most popular cartoons in the history of uh, of of cinema was, was uh, this new movie, Minions. You know, you go to Walmart, you go to Target, you go, I mean, everywhere, you know, department stores, it's like minions are everywhere. And, again, that's all. That's a part of it. You know, when I grew up, there was kissy fur. A lot of people say, what, a kissy fur? You're, you're my age. You know what kissy fur is. Kissy fur came on Saturday mornings on NBC right after the Smurfs. You know, it was the Smurfs. You had kissy fur. You had stuff like, you know, My Little Pony. You had the Care Bears. You had the Berenstein Bears. You had, I mean, you know, you had Jim. You had, like, you actually had 
likable, good characters. He-Man, She-Ra, um, you know, I mean, just the toys. You look at, you know, Teddy Ruxpin, you know, you look at, uh, you know, Popeye. Like, back in the day, you had good characters. You had heroes. You had Transformers. You had G.I. Joe. They were good. You know, now, if you look at it, the kids now, I mean, the toys now are evil. You got Despicable Me. You know, how you go from Kissy Fur to Despicable Me? You know, how you go from Teddy Ruxpin on, on, under the Christmas tree, because that was the big movie or the big toy, to Minions? Do people even know what Minions are? You know, if you are evil, see, Jesus Christ had angels. The devil has minions. Like, demons have minions. Like, if you're a demon and you need help destroying somebody, you, you gather your minions. You, that minions are evil. Look it up. Google this stuff. Like, minions are not good. These are not good people. I actually made the, 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 the mistake. I actually took my daughter to see minions because I didn't know. Like, well, I, I didn't do my homework. I was just like, oh, Let's, you know, me, I want to go to the movies, Daddy. Okay, what's out? All right, let's go see Minions. Right. That was my fault. And I told y'all that when it came out. But I'm watching. I'm like, oh, let me just see what this is. A lot of times, like, when I take her to the movies, I'm on my phone. I'm, like, spacing out, sleep or whatever. She's into it. But I'm actually watching it. I'm like, yo, what the heck? And I remember, the, the, you know, if you saw Minions, you know it's like you got this huge evil, you know, mon- or witch or whatever, this evil woman who wants to take over the whole world, and her whole thing was, all right, let me go out and recruit some people who are willing to help me destroy the world. So it's like, okay, if you want to be my minions, you've got to do X, Y, and Z, and then I'll give you an opportunity to be my minion, and you can help me destroy the world and take over the world and enslave all the people. It's like, okay, who wants to be my minion? Okay, me, me, me. It's like, what? So now what we have is, you know, millions of little kids wanting to be minions. But if you really think, if you watch the movie, all you got to do is watch the movie and understand, like, yo, a minion is not good. Why would you want to be evil? Why would you want your kids to be evil? You know what I'm saying? When the Bible says when you cause these little kids to sin, then that's, you know, you might as well throw yourself in a river. That would be a better fate, you know what I'm saying, into the river, you know what I'm saying, with a big old boulder tied around your neck. You see what I'm saying? But that's, they, they know that. They know how God feels about that. And this, the whole premise of Satanism is to mock God, is to do what God hates. Oh, God doesn't want you know, anyone to make kids, little kids sin or be evil? Okay, cool. We'll make the biggest movie of all time, Minions, a movie specifically encouraging kids to be evil and to sin. How about that, Courtney? That that's crazy, and th- these kids are really like latching on to it. And it's funny, just even look how they look. It's just one of them has like one eye. <laughs> like they have them looking a certain way to even just like physically, just to promote that agenda. And you know, these kids, a lot of them are following after that and thinking it's it's okay to be mean. It's okay to do devilish things. I mean, that's the, you know, that's the agenda. That's their goal. It is to convert them into evil. You know what I'm saying? That's why they're taking, you know, uh, school. That's why they're taking, 
um, you know, family out of the homes. They're having, you know, these shows that encourage promiscuity, single parenting, lesbianism, you know, gay, gay, you know, this and that. That's, you know, that's the whole purpose. You know, you, you, turn, you take, you get them young. You know, my daughter, I've trained my daughter. I told you guys when she was born or when she was younger. You know, you don't watch shows that do magic. You don't watch shows that are evil. You don't, if you see somebody doing magic, I mean, all you got to do is read the Bible to know how God feels about magic. You know, and so then you look at Hollywood, everything revolves around magic. Every kid show nowadays revolves in magic. She's like, Daddy? She's like, Daddy? I'm like, I'm like what? She's like, look who it is. She's, I'm like, what? She's like, tree who Tom. I'm like, oh. So, and she's like, Daddy, turn. Hurry, hurry up. Turn it, turn it, turn it. Hurry, hurry. He's about to do magic. Hurry up. Like, she knows not to watch that stuff. She's become trained. She's like, all right. I'm like, she's like, all right, Daddy, what's this show? I'm like, I don't know. It's uh, whatever. She's like, but do they do magic? I'm like, no. She's like, okay, good, good. All right, cool. I can watch it. I'm like, that's what we need. We need more of that. These kids understand, like, they're not supposed to be looking at that stuff. I say, now, why don't we like God? We, we do, uh, why don't you watch people who do magic? Because God doesn't like it. I'm like, exactly. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, and we just need more of that. Because they're starting young. They're starting early getting our kids at a young age trying to corrupt them. So why can't we as parents start early as far as teaching them the right from wrong? And I'm not talking about what society says right. I'm talking about what God says right from wrong is. Evil versus good. You know, magic versus, you know, spirituality. Speaking of spirituality, you look back at the Oscars. You know, everyone was expecting Lady Gaga to win. They say, you know, she, they gave her the performance at the Oscars. She had everyone crying in the audience. Everyone was sure Lady Gaga was going to win, you know, for best song. It was like a, a tribute to domestic violence victims. But who won for best song? Did you catch it, Courtney? Was it Sam Smith? <clears throat> Sam Smith. Sam Smith. There he is. I wonder why Sam Smith won <laughs> when everybody expected Lady Gaga to win. Why <laughs> Why could that have been? I don't know. Let's say let's all take a guess. Let's take it. I mean, just everyone, if you watch again, I watch the pre-shows. I watch what the quote-unquote experts say, who's going to win, who's expected to win. Everybody said this is Lady Gaga's year to win the Oscar for best song. Nobody expected Sam Smith to win for best song. But if you know anything about the Oscars, it's all about politics. It's all about what message once needs to be sent at that time. And watch, it's going to blow your mind, what we're about to get into. But, yeah, Sam Smith won. Obviously, you don't know. He's, you know, a gay man. Now, watch this, though. This is the craziest thing in the world, guys. Remember, I, we do this. Like, I do this. We've been doing this. We did a show, one of my personal favorite shows of all time. If you're one of those people who's a newer listener getting caught up, and some of you know who you are, go back and listen to our special on Stay With Me. Just Google Stay With Me, the effects of friends with benefits. I'll post the link in the friends group after the show where we dissected the lyrics of Stay With Me, that number one smash hit. A very good song, actually. I like his voice. He has a good, you know, a really great voice. Very, uh, it makes good, good songs, uh, you know, good melodies. <clears throat> but we did a show on that song. When it first came out, I was like, yo, we got to talk about this song because it accurately describes and, and it explains friends with benefits, right? 
But who remembers on that show what I said? Now, again, this was before. This is when he was just Sam Smith. This was before he was gay Sam Smith. Who, he had, listen, he had not come out at that point. You guys know that. But what did I say? I said, look, guys, I said, look, we're going to do this show. I said, I like this song. I said, you know, it's a catchy, you know, beat, melody. I said, I'm going to be honest with you, though. I said, I don't know what's going on officially, but that's a song about a gay man. I said, that's a gay man. Sam Smith is gay, and this song is about a gay man. I said, let's just be clear about it. I said, at the beginning of that show, and that was weeks or maybe even months, at least a month prior to him actually coming out, because he didn't come out until what, the Grammys? Or whenever he won all them awards, that's when he came out. But the song had been out. And I told y'all then, so all I'm saying, you know, there's an agenda. That's why he won all that stuff. That was talk. He, who, come on. He didn't just randomly choose to come out as a gay man at the Grammys on the biggest stage. No, he's like, no, I'm a, you know, that's what was required. He said, look, you want to be a superstar? You want to win these Grammys? You know, you got to, you're going to make that announcement here. You know, because I've I've seen him before that. He was like, look, I don't even want to focus on sexuality. I just want to make good music. Well, how is that working out for him? What did he say at his acceptance speech from the Oscars? Who saw his acceptance speech? He could have just been like, oh, I want to thank my mom. I want to thank whoever. This dude had to get up there and just flaunt the fact that he's gay. Just, oh, yeah, this award is for the whole LGBT community. And Like, what does that have to do with anything? (laughs) <laughs> like, why are you even talking about the LGBT community and you're winning the Academy Award for a song? That's why, you know, nobody gets up there if you're a straight man. If you're, you know, black, you don't get up there and say all this stuff about whatever. You just get up there and thank who you got to thank and sit down. That stuff is required. When you're put in a position for a certain purpose, you have to do that. It's not random whether it's Sam Smith or whoever, you know, Chris Rock, Kevin Hart, is, you know, you got to do what you got to do. If, if that's your goal is to be a celebrity, you got to play the role. Now, watch this. Now, again, I saw The Revenant. The Revenant was the best picture of the year, period. It won best director. Now, look, now watch this. Historically, historically, I think it's only been, it's very rare. I'll put it like this. It's very rare you got someone nominated for Best Actor. You got a director to win Best Director for a movie, right? But that picture does not win, you know, the award for Best Picture. That's very rare that that happens. The dude, I don't want to mess his name up, he won Best Director for The Revenant. Leonardo DiCaprio won Best uh, Actor. If I'm not mistaken, it might have got best screenplay. If I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, but they give best picture to what? Watch this. What do they What do they give it to? What movie won best picture? Courtney, do you know? I forgot off the top of my head. I do remember at one point. Oh, it's all good. I'm gonna tell you. You know, I'm gonna tell you. Watch this. <laughs> you gotta be. It's gonna It's gonna be crazy. Watch this. The movie that won best picture was Spotlight. Now, does anyone know what Spotlight was about? Well, that's cool. I'm sure that's on the list of movies that most African-Americans have, which is cool. You know, it is what it is. But Spotlight is about what? 
It's about homosexuality <laughs> in the Catholic Church. <laughs> you know what I'm so, wait, wait, wait. so what do we have here? What do we have? We have a movie, right? The Revenant was supposed to win Best Picture. Because historically, again, the director, best director, whoever wins Best Director nine times out of ten, the, that picture wins. How do you win Best Director but the movie doesn't get Best Picture? That makes no sense. That's why it usually goes like that. But they decided to go against the grain and give it to Spotlight. Um, I didn't see it. I did not see Spotlight. I, I'll let y'all know. I, I plan on it. You know, I absolutely plan on it. But it's a movie that basically centers around an investigation and, and, and uh, exposing of the, of the homosexual abuse that occurs and has occurred historically in the Catholic Church with these priests. Huh, huh, I'm stumped. I wonder why that one best picture, I wonder why they decided to go against the grain and not give it to Lady Gaga and said give it to gay Sam Smith. Huh, go against the grain and not give it to the Revenant, but give it to Spotlight. Is anyone seeing what a, a freaking trend here? You know what I'm saying? If it, it's an agenda, guys, and you can thank, well, you can thank a lot of people, but, again, there's never been this much of a gay agenda more than the past eight years that we've had, the, you know, this president who is championing the, the, the gay rights movement. You know what I mean? you got a, a quote-unquote Christian president being just like the biggest gay rights supporter. This dude supports gay rights more than he does gang violence. Or, or, you know, or the civil rights struggle here in this country. But that's his cause. He's going to go down in history as being known for being a champion for gay rights. Like Martin Luther King fought for black rights. Malcolm X fought for black rights. Barack Obama fought for gay rights. I mean, does, does anyone see a freaking problem with this? That's, what, that's the story that history will tell. I mean, you know, it is what it is, man. You know what I mean? I I can't you know I can't make this stuff up. It's crazy. Um, what else? I mean that's it, man. That's that that's the Oscars for you. You know, from the whole race baiting thing to this demonic and satanic symbolism. You know, just to just everything, man. Any did we leave anything out? Does anything else need to be said? Can we move on to Ask Data on Advice Hour? What did you think about Stacey Dash coming out? Oh, now, I'm glad you asked about that because I really don't care about Stacey Dash, but I'm glad because a lot of people have been talking about it, so I'm glad you asked me about it because I wasn't even going to bring it up. That's, like, you see, like that's not even on my list of things to talk about. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, this, what we've been talking about actually matters. This is real radio that matters. If you hear us talking about something, on about anything, it matters. Stacey Dash does not matter. You understand? But good question. I'm glad you asked me about it because people, for whatever reason, think Stacey Dash matters. That's this whole race-baiting thing. You know what I'm saying? Stacey Dash, interestingly enough, says and has said a lot of the things that I've said historically, but really a lot of stuff I've said on this show. You know what I'm saying? So if people hate Stacey Dash, now, you know, I haven't said you know, in the same way or, or you know, in, in exactly the same way. But I'm just saying there are a lot of things that she said that I agree with, and there are certain things that I said that she said, you know. And at the end of the day, it's about, you know, just having an opinion. 
you know, that having an opinion and being able to stick with it. You know, I have so much more respect for people. For I, I have more respect for Donald Trump than I do for people like Barack Obama. A lot of people say, what do you mean by that? I mean because it, if, if he's a racist, if he, you know, uh, hates women, which I, none of that stuff I, I don't believe. That's all media hype. But one thing about Donald Trump is he says what he means, okay? Whether you agree with it, whether you hate him for it, he says what he means. And I enjoy watching him speak. I'm not voting for him. I'm not a supporter of him. But I respect what he does because whether I, I respect, I have more respect for actual racists than I do for some people in the black community because they, at least if you're racist, hey, own it. Do you feel what I'm saying? If, if you hate women, hey, I can't support that. But it, that's how you feel. You know what I'm saying? If you, if you, you know, like Bernie Sanders, if you want to call out, you know, racists, uh, racism in this country and great campaign contributions, at least that's how you feel. I can't respect somebody like Hillary Clinton when you ask her a freaking question. She gives you a million different answers. She avoids questions. She doesn't answer questions. I can't respect that. Barack Obama says one minute, oh, because, I, you know, I, as a Christian, I believe that marriage is between a man and a woman. You know, but then, you know, to get votes, then all of a sudden he changes it. Now he's a champion for gay rights. I can't respect that. You know, and you don't see a lot of flip-flopping from Donald Trump. It's like he's been, he's like, look, and I respect it. He said that thing about Muslims. Everyone jumped down his throats. Now, I can't, I don't like that. I don't agree with that. But that's how he feels. He's not backed off since. Like, all this, you know, criticism, he's sticking to his guns. I'd rather politicians stick to their guns than to just flip-flop you know, depending on whichever way the wind blows. I can't respect that. And Stacey Dash is another one of those people. That's how she feels, and she can intelligently articulate to you how she feels. Now, again, I don't disagree. With, I, I don't agree with everything that she says, but that's her opinion. See, I think a lot of people get too caught up in what people are saying. You know what I mean? They get too caught up. You don't have to. Here's the thing. Watch this. Everyone is talking about Donald Trump, but watch this. The only reason he will he would even be elected to as the president is because of our ignorance. As much as people hate Donald Trump, the numbers for voter turnout are is still low amongst Democrats, whereas Republicans and a lot of races, actual races, proven races. These guys are turning out in record numbers. Just look at the news. Look at the statistics. The Republican Party has had record turnouts at these caucuses, records. More Republicans are voting now than ever before. If black people are so hype, if Democrats are so hype about Donald Trump, why are they not turning out in record numbers? Why are we as black people, you know, not turning out in record numbers? You understand that? That will be the only reason that a Republican gets in office is because of low voter turnout. You know, even Obama, there was still there. There, watch this. There are more Republicans right now energized about Donald Trump than there were 
energized African excuse me registered African American voters. Registered. You got a lot of people jumping who jumped on that Obama bandwagon, but registered voters. Only about thirteen or fourteen percent of registered voters actually voted for Barack Obama. Less than fifty percent of all African Americans are even registered to vote. But hold on, let me wait. Let me just repeat that. Of all the black people in this country, less than half have actually registered to vote. The ones who did register to vote, it was only a small percentage who actually voted. That's an abomination. That's horrible. You know, and so if Donald Trump wins, that will be the reason. What's your thoughts on that? Um, I just wanted to go back just a little bit to um, my original question about Stacey, and I just wanted to give my opinion on it. I I do respect that she does have her own opinion. I actually do, um, that she has the courage of her conviction. I think that's great. And she does have good points. Um, however, I just felt that her being on the Oscars saying Happy Black History Month was still was just silly, and it was unnecessary. Yeah, that's what I think about that. Well, well, here's the thing. It was, it was. If you think about when you say necessary, you got to look at what the agenda is. It was that's the whole point of it was to make a mockery of us. You know what I mean? So you figure, what? Think, I mean, really think about it. That was the purpose. <clears throat> you have Chris Rock there to throw us under the bus, and so to compliment him, you get someone like Stacey Dash, who's known in the black community or regarded in the black community as a sellout, as an Uncle Tom is, or, you know, whoever, Thomasia, you know what I mean? <laughs> and, you know, so, oh, happy Black History Month. This was someone who, the funny, here's the irony. <laughs> See, black you know, again, no disrespect, no disrespect. But that's the whole point of it. Like, it, that joke went over a lot of people's heads. You know what I'm saying? Because the reality is, it was actually very funny. If you look at if you look at the context in which it was given, here you have an Uncle Tom, a sellout, someone who even said, we don't even need a Black History Month. You have her coming out and saying, hey, look, happy Black History Month. Like, that's actually funny. That's actually hilarious. But a lot of people are like, oh, you know, what, what was the point? Uh, not, not, you should not, but the point was the point of the show. It it coincided with everything that you've been saying, Courtney. It coincided with everything that we've been saying tonight. You know what I'm saying? It's that was the point. You know what I'm saying? To further to make a mockery. Who caught this at the end? Remember, he was like, "All right, everybody, good night." Uh, Black Lives Matter. Oh, no, no, like ha ha ha. We're talking about people, black people, being killed by cops in the street, shot dead. And you hear Chris Rock making a joke out of it. As a, go Google it, go watch it, go watch the 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 uh, you know, the ending credits or whatever. As it's ending, okay, everybody, oh, yeah, Black Lives Matter, or whatever. Like just throwing it out there, like very matter of factly. Just that that him saying Black Lives Matter is so matter of factly was this the equivalent of Stacey Dash saying uh, Happy Black History Month. You know, it was a, the whole point. Of, it is the same reason they had the ignorant black buffoons, you know, talking about, you know, just showing the ig- ignorance about these Hollywood movies. The, the whole show was to make a mockery 
And and the symbolism was there. And if you watch it, I saw the whole thing. If you watch Leonardo, like right after that skit, the the buffoons or Chris Rock is interviewing the ignorant people, right after that skit, they cut to Leonardo DiCaprio laughing. That the symbolism of that was you have Hollywood's god, Hollywood's elite, the 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 king of the world, Leonardo DiCaprio. The, the 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 slave the rich slave master in Django, you know what I'm saying? This is the the biggest that Hollywood, the biggest and the best Hollywood has to offer. So you have a skit specifically designed to make black people look retarded, ignorant, ridiculous, buffoonish, coonish, and then you have, you know, the Leonardo laughing, which symbolizes mission accomplished. Okay. The rich white man, the powerful white man, it has been entertained by you black niggers, you monkeys, you apes, you baboons acting a fool. That's That was the symbolism of it. I caught it. Hopefully you guys caught it too, but that's what it was. That's the whole point of this show. It's like, oh, you want to make this about race? We'll make it about race, but at your expense. That's what it was. That's what it is. And it's just unfortunate that so many people don't understand that the joke's on us. You know what I mean? But uh, so there, I mean, there's that. But yeah, Stacey Dash is no different. She's just, she's just a pawn. She's just a puppet, just like everybody else. See, people, people would like to think, people like to have tangible people to. They like to have scapegoats. Scapegoats. Stacey Dash is a scapegoat. Donald Trump is a scapegoat. Um, certain other people, people are now, you know. Uh, ben Carson is a scapegoat, but they don't understand that you know the the whole point of all of this is is to destroy us, to separate us, to be entertained by us. You know, so there's that. But you know, and again, hopefully it's on your DVRs. I told you how to tape it. You know, just like you do every year to uh, because we do these shows that way you can go back and kind of see what we're talking about. Um, but yeah, man, it was crazy. But, you know, ironically, uh, it was, they said that this was the, you know, the the ratings were the lowest that they've been in their, uh, in like the last seven years, which is, I thought it'd be interesting. I thought they'd be a little bit higher, you know, mainly because of, you know, the fact that white people want to be entertained by us. It's one thing to be entertained, for white people to be entertained. It's another thing for white people to be entertained by us. And that's what this was. It's usually not like that. You know what I'm saying? It's usually just them being entertained by celebrating their own. This year, it was all about, you know, our buffoonery and our complaining. Just like we will complain. Oh, my, there's no race that complains more than black people. I mean, you know, I mean, seriously, I'm not, and I'm not even talking about just, like, just, just complaining, though. Not, not. Uh, movements, not because the civil rights movement wasn't complaining. Martin Luther King didn't complain; he took action. There's a big difference between taking, you know, action towards a a quantifiable goal and just complaining with no action, with hypocrisy, just for no and, and having no result whatsoever. Like people, black people complained about the Oscars, and what the heck do you think is going to happen? Nothing. Nothing, not a not a darn thing. You know what I'm saying? So we just gotta, you know, I don't know. We just gotta stop being ignorant. Uh, what else? 
on a on a different note, uh, as far as what's going on in the world, Stevie J, you hear about Stevie J and Mimi Courtney? Yeah, I heard they um, almost got shot. Like it was a nightclub shooting, something like that. Yeah, it was crazy. You had Stevie J and Mimi. I guess they were doing some type of uh, uh, you know event, you know, down in uh, North Carolina, and I guess Stevie J got into it with some 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 thugs, and they they followed them. They followed them out of the you know, back to the hotel, shot up the 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 tour bus that they were on and shot up the hotel with an AK-47. Like, these dudes, man, straight savages. AK-47s, man. We got, we got all types of illegal guns on the streets, you know, gangbangers, drug dealers. And, 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 you know, Obama wants to get up there and act like, you know, it's it's law-abiding citizens that are the problem. Let's put they, these guys want to put gun regulations in place to take away the guns of law-abiding citizens. He he has used executive orders, unprecedented executive orders, to impede, you know, the the, the just the Constitution to to I should say supersede the Constitution. You know, which is, is you know, just a, it's not good to do. He's abusing power. I don't know if people understand how executive powers work. I don't know if people understand how the Second Amendment works, how the Constitution works, how the, you know, the executive branch of the of the government works. But Obama is doing things that have never been done before. He's doing things that, you know, just should not be done, you know, because we have a Constitution. Ironically, you know, uh, the middle class, the lower class historically have said, hey, we want less government. We want the government to have less power. We already feel like the government controls us too much. So what does Obama do? He passes regulated and mandatory health care. So now the government controls one more part of our lives. We They control our entire health. You know what I mean? You have to go to a doctor. I, you know what I mean? If I want to go to a doctor, I go to a doctor. If I don't, I don't. Now Obama is saying you have to go. If you don't go to, if you don't go to the doctor, Courtney, you got to pay a fine. Like what the heck? <laughs> what if I don't want to go? He's going. He's going to make me go. This is the whole problem. Like people think that that's. I mean, that's what it is. I don't know if people understand. That's what Obamacare is. They make it seem like oh, it's you know we're going to give you guys health care. We're going to make sure everybody can afford health care. No, you're going to make us go. You're going to give it to us. You're going to give us something we didn't even ask for. I never asked for that. I never asked for health care. I never asked to be made or fined $300 or however much it is if I don't go. It's okay. If you want to give me health care, cool. That's cool. I'll take it. <laughs> I thank you. Thank you, I'll take it, but don't find me. Don't find me five hundred dollars if I don't want to go. What the heck is that? Why? Why are you finding me? I'm not. Yo, I'm not sick. I'm cool. Why are you finding me? Because I don't want to go to the doctor. You know, and and basically that's what Republicans are saying. They're like, yo, we're gonna repeal Obamacare. You shouldn't have to force people to go to the doctors. You shouldn't you shouldn't penalize people if they don't want to go to the doctor. I mean, I, I mean, that's what it is. Like, I don't understand why people don't see it that way. It's like they think, but well, I do understand because they're following the propaganda of the media. So, 
Republicans are bad, Democrats are good. Like, no, it's it's the government control. And and real quick, guys, I just gotta I just gotta help people understand. The people who are benefiting, like you figure, all right, so if I don't go to the doctor, you find me. Who gets that money? The government, right? The government gets the money if they have, if I'm fine for not going to the doctor. I'm not sick. I don't want to go. I, I get fine. That goes into the government's pocket. If I do go to the doctor under this new plan, the pharmaceutical companies benefit, the hospitals benefit, these corporations benefit. You know what I'm saying? So that's all these people who were not going to the doctor, who are now being forced to go to the doctor, are now either causing the the government to benefit or causing these rich corporations in the medical industry to benefit. Either way, Obama's debt is paid because that's why he was putting up. The people who are benefiting from Obamacare, because it damn sure ain't us, it's the corporations and it's the government. The pharmaceutical companies and the government are benefiting. Those people are responsible for Obama, like all that money, those millions of dollars that we talked about at the beginning of the show that he got more than any other presidential candidate in history, guess what? Guess where that money came from? It came from the people who are benefiting from Obamacare. Those same people now, the same people who paid Hillary Clinton six, $600,000 to give one speech, $600,000 to give one speech. You know what I'm saying? Why do you think someone would pay that much money? Well, when she becomes president, she's going to further their agenda. That's the same rigged system that Bernie Sanders is talking about. And once people start putting two and two together and understand how this system really works, then that's when we'll start making some real progress. But Bernie Sanders is right. It is an absolutely rigged system. And I'm no genius. All I do is actually listen. I actually listen to what people say. You know what I mean? Like, I watch these speeches. I watch the the debates, you know, and then you put the pieces together. No, oh, I forgot something. And you you read the Bible so you can understand what the agenda is and how it's all going to turn out. So, but, yeah, back to Stevie J and, you know what I mean, and Mimi. They got shot up, you know. So it is what it is, man. A couple other things I wanted to talk about, man, Um, as far as Ash State Island and Vice Hour, that was a really good – question uh, or topic from the friends group in uh, in regards to um, women who keep and hold on to their husband's last names after divorce. And it's still going on. There's still some people commenting. And, you know, I wanted to talk about it tonight briefly. Well, not even briefly, but I just wanted to talk about it because, you know, whether it's this topic, whether it's the whole topic of weaves and wigs and you know, uh, or or style of dress, there is, unfortunately, uh, there are a number of things, just like, you know, just things that women don't, uh, many women don't understand about the decision-making process that men go through when choosing a wife. You got women saying, okay, I want to be a wife. Okay, I want a family. I want a husband. And men say, okay, well, I want a wife, but these are the things I look for in a wife. These are the things I absolutely don't look for in a wife. And these things have not changed. You know, you got things that women look for, and you got things that men look for. Most women nowadays are focused on the things that they look for. But there's very little conversation about 
on the women's side about what are the do's and don'ts, are the pros and cons, or the, the, the red flags as far as we're concerned, you know, with picking wives. There's certain things that are absolute deal breakers. And this is overall what the Data on Tolbert show consists of. It's about helping women understand what men look for in a wife. What are some of the main things that are keeping specifically black women single? You understand that? And this, guys, is what is this thread, this this discussion is very much so indicative of that. It's you know, it's something that black women feel very strongly about and you know, men and men, and black men feel very strongly about. But we, we're not putting the pieces together. You know, women are not seeing, whoa, you got men saying, Hey, look, I'd actually like to give my last name to my future wife. I don't wanna have to figure out, you know, why you still have your ex's name or what's the story associated with that. You know, it's just I don't want to deal with it, so I'm going to keep looking. You understand? I've been in management. You know, there's like if you want to hire somebody, you already have an idea of the type of candidate you want to hire. Now, if somebody doesn't fit that that criteria, you're not going to go, you know, invest a whole bunch of time trying to figure out you know, the who, what, when, where, and why is of why they're not that candidate, you're just going to keep moving to the next candidate. And that's really what's going on here. You know, because even if you look at that thread, which is in, in the Friends of the Data on Tolbert Show group on Facebook, you know, you have women justifying why they want to keep or why they've kept their last names or why women should be allowed to keep their last names, but they're not understanding. We don't care. <laughs> we don't care, ladies. We don't care. It doesn't matter why. It's just that's not what we want. We don't want women who have their ex-husband. I mean, and I, not no disrespect to anyone who's divorced, but to be honest with you, most men don't want women who are, have been divorced. Now, that's not to say that you can't have love if you're divorced, but it just means that the screening process is going to be that much more, you know, uh, uh, what's the word, thorough. You know what I'm saying? To make to to make sure you're emotionally available, to make sure you're healed, to make sure you're not bitter, to make sure that there's no funny business going on. It's just you got to work that much harder. But let's be clear: in most cases, in 99.9% of those cases, ladies, let's be honest, you're emotionally unavailable. And what I mean by that is, uh, in many cases, not all, but in many, if we, if we're being honest. The women who have kept that last name are, in many cases, are shameful, right, shameful. They are embarrassed. Divorce is a very, very tough thing to go through. It can be embarrassing. It can, you can maybe, you know, feel like you're, you're, you know, you're shamed or less than tainted in some way. You know, you put yourself out there, have this $30,000 wedding, invite all your Facebook family and friends, you know, uh, post the pictures, honeymoon, and then two years later, you find out he's a bastard. Now you're single. You know, no, a lot of people, they feel some type of way about that. So it's like, you know what? Everybody doesn't really have to know I'm divorced. You know, I don't even talk to them. They're just on Facebook. They don't need to know my business. 
So instead of changing my Facebook name back to what it was four years ago, you know what, I'm just going to leave it. Yeah, I'm divorced, but you know what? No, I don't need to broadcast that. That's the real reason, if we're being honest. Now, you know, very few women will admit that, but, I mean, you know, that's what it is. You know what I'm saying? And that absolutely is a form of emotional unavailability. It's, it's, you know, it's having a certain behavior or certain actions that are based off of past failed relationships, past hurt, pain, and resentment. We did a classic show recently on how to overcome hurt, pain, and resentment. And we got to start being honest. Men are not go. Most men I know, I don't know any man who would do that. You know, women. Well, I know so and so who did this, and you know, I'm dating someone, and so and so, and I still have my ex's last name. But show me a married woman who's married to a true man of God, who is divorced but kept her husband's last name and is now happily married and took that new man's name. You, I've never seen that. Now, I'm not saying it doesn't happen, but if you're listening. Post that on the thread because I've never seen that, okay? And that's what I'm trying to tell you all. If you do it, the women who do it, you know, the women on the thread are all single. No disrespect to anyone, but everyone debating all these insults, all these the back and forth, these are all single women, okay? No one has, who, who has done that has had any success with doing it. You hear this, oh, my, my aunt's cousin's grandma's daughter's did it, and she's having it. Come on, stop Stop it. I want to know what you, how did it work out for you? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? How, how's it working out when you did it? How's keeping, you know, Tyrone's last name five years after your, your divorce? I mean, what, what kind of, oh, because I, I didn't feel like going down to the DMV and getting a new driver's license. I didn't feel like going down to the Social Security office and, and applying for a new Social Security card. I got to go ahead to the post office and change my address. and all. Like, what? Just do it. It's not that serious. What's your thoughts? I mean, I I hear so many um, reasons that from women that are divorced as to why they kept their ex-husband's last name. The main one is that, you know, I want to have the same last name as my kids and all of this stuff. But a lot of times those same women still hold on to that last name way, like, long after the kids are grown. So it's not about the children. And I know women personally that are divorced that actually have admitted to me the reason that they kept it was because they didn't want people to know that they were single because they felt um, they felt like a failure because the relationship ended and they were listening to the lies of the enemy. And so they wanted to portray this facade that they were still married. So that's yeah. what's really going on out here. I mean, you know, it, it is what it is. And we got to get back to being truthful and being honest, you know, and, and making a decision that you want the second half of your life to be different from the first half, you know, to be different from your past experiences, you know, to, to get something that you've never had. You've got to do things that you've never done, you know, and having an emotional wall up, having a guard up, you know, having an attitude, um, not wanting to be vulnerable. These are all things that, you know, you've done historically that are only going to perpetuate the, you know, the same uh, reactions 
from uh, those you come in contact with. So, I mean, that's basically it, guys. I mean, you know, we've talked about a lot of different things tonight, you know, um, and I hope that whatever, whether it's politics, relationships, Academy Awards, whatever it is, celebrities, you know, you just start to look at stuff from us, you know, class of, I mean, consider God, you know, consider God, how he feels, what he, what would he do? Um, and, you know, make your decision that way. You know, we're going to keep talking about this stuff. We're definitely going to continue following the political process um, up until the, you know, the election, because this is important. You know, I feel like it shouldn't be, you know, you got people energized, you got people excited, you know, when there's a Barack Obama running, but you're not, you know, people aren't energized. They're not watching the debates. They're not voting. They're not, you know, they're just not energized. And ironically, you got stronger candidates than than Barack Obama. You know, so you know it is what it is, man. Any last thoughts, Courtney? In in addition to what you said, um, just about being um, knowledgeable and just staying involved with what's going on out here, I mean, I would definitely encourage. Um, you to read the word, just in general, not not even just to for God to reveal to you what's going on about politics, although that is a big part of it, but just in general, just reading the word and um, talking to God, God will give you discernment about all, everything, like all areas of your life, and you'll see a difference. That's it, man. You know, so um, like I said, guys, we're going to wrap it up. I appreciate you guys for listening for a while tonight. You know, hopefully you you learn something. Hopefully you 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 know you see something from a different perspective than you may have in the uh, you know in the past. So uh, like I said, you know, in the we'll be back uh, be back soon. We'll be back. Not sure when, but we'll definitely be back soon. Uh, in the meantime, I'd say definitely continue listening to the archive shows, listening to just getting caught up. You know, we we do a lot of rebroadcasts uh, throughout the week that are just comprised of some of our highest-rated, best shows, most informative shows. But uh, even if it's not one of those shows, you know, there's just any topic you want to know about can be found, guys. We've done over 2,000 shows, been on the air for 10 years, <clears throat> you know, over 3 million downloads on iTunes. So, I mean, we're, we're, we're doing it. You know, we've been doing it, so continue listening. I thank you for the support. Uh, if you want to set up a free 30-minute uh uh, consultation from a counseling standpoint, 855-55-DATON, uh, DATON at uh, trctoday.com, Courtney at Uh Thank you for listening, guys, and I will see you next time. Good night.
Meditate on the motivation Validate on to overcome and rock your world Validate mm-hmm. on the motivation Validate on to motivate you, girl Validate on the motivation Validate on to overcome and change your world Don't ever let yourself settle for